Namaste. Welcome to Call and Response Podcasts with Krishnadas, where he shares meaningful stories of his life on the path, of his Guru Maharaji, and integrating spiritual practice into our everyday lives. Call and Response Podcasts is an offering of the Kirtanmala Foundation. The foundation is dedicated to spreading the teachings of Neem Karoli Baba, a great spiritual teacher of India. If you are interested in supporting this podcast and the work of the foundation, please visit kirtanwalafoundation.org, K-I-R-T-A-N-W-A-L-L-A-H foundation.org. So practice, you got to do practice, I'm sorry, you just have to. With our eyes open and our hearts open. But through a practice, you're, you're, you get used to coming back from being gone. It's more like an ability to let go. So, yes, you have the mic yet? Pass it up here. You, okay, you, then you. Okay, and then you, okay. Hi. Hi, um, I'm Sarah, and um, I was one of the fortunate few to come up and get a picture and a hug from you last night, and I'm wondering. Did you take a shower? <laughs> <laughs> Not since last week. Oh, okay. oh wait, oh wait, before okay. Um, so I'm curious, is the performance or the singing, the chanting that you did last night, does that prepare you for all the wanting and the needing and the or or does it feel like that to you to see all these people wanting just a hug and and a and a picture with you? Does that fill up your soul more or do you kinda have to prepare for that? Um, experience no, no, from no, us. It's not like that at all. I, I feel like I'm sitting in my living room with my family, basically, except for some people. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just love. There's nothing to prepare for. There's nothing like that at all. And it's not a performance, so there's nothing going on. We're sharing our practice, sharing the moment. And uh, that's the whole deal. Who's got the mic on this side? I have a mic. Oh, you do? Okay. May I ask a question? Yes, you may. Well, thank you for being here. You're I'm welcome. Here I tried to be somewhere else, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> I'm here now. Wonderful. Normally, I live out on the west coast of our country, uh-huh. uh, about two hours west of Seattle, almost in the Pacific Ocean. Wow, wow. Beautiful um, out there. I recently, or I hear your message today that we're here, and when you're, the, te- the student is ready, the teacher appears, mm-hmm. and I have my spiritual technologies that I've been able to access in my rural area. We just got our first yoga teacher about eight years ago in my town because I was too busy to be a yoga teacher myself. My question is this. Um, First, let me confirm with you, I saw a post that my sister sent me Mm -hmm. about you and it said, and uh, you've already used the F-bomb in here, so I know I can use these words without without embarrassing people, but um, your statement, and I want to make sure it was you who said it, You said, um, uh, 30 years ago, I woke up and saw an asshole in the mirror. And today I got up and I saw the same asshole. And I wonder when we don't... (laughs) Sounds like me. It does sound like (laughs) you. It it does sound like you. And so, 
and so my question is. But but I can point. I don't hate that asshole as much as I used to. Okay, good. Because you know my exposure to Ram Dass was when I was a young hippie girl, started traveling around, and people had torn pages out of his book, Be Here Now. Mm -hmm. And so everywhere I went was these pictures of his book, pieces from his book, and I said, yeah. wow, that seems really wise, who has that? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's Ram Dass, be here now, don't you know? And so um, my question is, for those of us who don't, is it simply just when the student is ready, the teacher appears? Because some of us, I'm, I don't have access to Ram Dass except by video, and I don't have access to Krishna Dass except every 10 years when he comes to Atlanta. So, yeah. <laughs> so, my question is, do you have any suggestions for those of us that live out on the rural area? Is it simply focus on your spiritual technologies and realize that you're going to be the same person looking in the mirror, only with a different perspective? But yeah, but you might not hate yourself as much as you do. You might not hate yourself as much as you, you do. You might not judge yourself as much as you do right now. And as far as advice, I would say, be here now. Well, okay. That was cheap, I admit it. Is it cheap hit? What can I I'm just the way I am. Um, yes, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. But what draws the teacher is the longing in our hearts. And the longing is 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 what saves our lives and ruins our lives as well. Because nothing will ever be enough until it's enough. So that longing is what draws everything we need to us. Whether it happens to come in the form of a physical being or not is fairly irrelevant. Because you're getting what you need right now, every moment of every day. It shouldn't and couldn't and wouldn't be any other way. That's the bottom line. Whether you're able to recognize that and learn from it and use it as a spiritual practice, that's a big thing. So that's kind of up to you. And if you feel the need for a teacher, when the need is strong enough, you'll move out of the rural area to where there's somebody you can, you can work with. Why not? It's a question of what your priorities are and what, what meaningful for you. And also what you can do according to your, your situation, of course. So, but that's not a mistake either, your situation. So you just have to kind of work with it all and be present with it as it all changes, because it's always changing. Yeah? Go ahead. Call me up. Question. Um, so, in my la life, in the last two years, I ran into a fellow who is just an, a pro pragmatic worker, tradesman kind of guy, and he talked to me in much the same kind of language that you are using, both tonight and last night, about love and so forth, and that it is all within us, it comes out from within us. And he talked to me in the same kind of language that you're using, but he's not a recognized guru. Neither am I. And neither are you. But what I'm getting at is, isn't this um, wisdom 
a, like a stream that goes through the universe or something mm -hmm. that the universe rises up through that we can access? I, isn't that the case? Isn't that what these spiritual technologies are for? And if that's the case, then do we need a guru? I don't know. Good question. Yeah. Um, the whole issue is, is irrelevant because the th you th you're, you're talking about guru as if it's something outside of you. And it's not. I don't know what I did to turn this off. Oh, here we go. Thank yeah. you very much. Okay, thank you. Yeah, good. Hi, Katie. Hi. My name is Ama. Ama. Thank you very much for You're being welcome. here today and blessing all of us. Um, I wanted to ask about your song, your hymn, God is Real, Hare Ram. Mm. Yeah, mm, yeah. No. So that song has done, it's, it is ministered to me on many a dark night. Mm -hmm. And I would like to know if there is a, uh, if you have a specific creation story about that song, and if so, if you would mind sharing how that how that came to be. Well, my, I grew up with my parents listening to Mahalia Jackson, and that song is based on an old gospel song, "God Is Real." Of course, I totally perverted it, like I do everything else, but. Uh, it just came, you know, I don't really think about that stuff. It just kind of goes through like uh, Indian food. <clears throat> it kind of comes out of me. But uh, I love that. I love gospel music, you know, so. And it just seemed to work with Hare Ram. So maybe we'll sing it to end the, end the evening, daytime, which is pretty soon, I think. What time is it? Yeah, you know, we have a hard stop at 6 o'clock. And because they have, this is a temple actually, and they're very kind to have let people like us in here. Um, and they do their, their worship, they start, we have, to, we have to be all our equipment out by 6.45. So it's, we're going to really have to stop. And then if you want to say hello to me, I'll go out into the court, into the hallway while the, everybody cleans off the stage. So. So we're close, getting close to the ends. But we will sing that in a few minutes. Yeah, I like, if I can remember it. <laughs> Wake up, you guys. Get ready. Yeah. <clears throat> Anybody? Hi. Uh, and, no, go ahead, Shanali. Oh. Go ahead, Shanali. Where? Raise your hand. Okay. That wasn't you talking. Okay. Oh, there. Sorry. Hi. Okay. Hello there. Hi. I thought, uh, this is really real. <laughs> Um, it's wonderful to be here with you. I've been chanting with you for a long time. And your practice that you've shared with us all has helped so many, including me, deeply. And I'm wondering, so these days now are quite trying. Um, maybe not more so than others, but I personally find them very trying as a woman with an 11-year-old daughter growing up under this particular, it's hard not to talk about politics because I am a, a householder and I'm doing the work that needs to be done, raising a family and um, trying to be as active as I can in the political arena because it feels very necessary. Mm -hmm. So I am 
this opportunity to be with you to sit in this sacred space that, that you've created here, that Chantlana has created here in Atlanta is really, really meaningful. And I'm just wondering, since you're here, um, if there's anything that you can suggest that we all do to practice. There are so many people that are, I feel like I'm more awake than I've ever been and living here and, and doing that fully and, and well, as well as I can at the moment, which has got lots of problems, but still, it's not so bad anymore. And there are a lot of people that are not at all awake, and you've talked about them tonight, and you know made jokes about Bush, and you know, you know, people in our political arena that are really, really shut down and closed to love. And uh, as we sort of grow and open our hearts, you know, these I feel like these forces are coming and 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 clamping down on us more and more. And I guess I'm just wondering if you could speak to that and to what perhaps. Uh, you know, how we could help ourselves or how you could help me or how I can help myself uh, move through all that. Chanting is so important to me because it's individually moved me, but it also connects us to each other. And when we sing together and sing with you and all that, I mean, this feels infinite. And so it's about the action of the moment in response to the political arena that I'm asking about. Thank you so much for being here. I sing, that's what I do. Everybody does what they do, I sing. It was either this or pump gas. Uh, that's what I do. Uh, you have to find out what you do. And uh, I mostly read the sports pages. I, I kind of don't get to the front page. I start at the back of the newspaper. Actually, online, you just go right to the sports section. Um, <clears throat> these times seem trying, but, you know, World War II was trying, the Korean War was trying, the Vietnam War was trying. There's wars right now where people can't eat, sleep, or do anything without bombs getting dropped on them. So, it is trying, for sure. And our job is... You know, there's a beautiful line, I don't know if Gandhi really said it or not, but in the movie Gandhi, it was really nicely done. Uh, the British had done something so unbelievably horrible, and they slaughtered all these people. And Gandhi's cohorts came to him and they said, you know, Guruji, now, now we, can, we can do them, you know, now we can fight. We can now, we have, we, they've done this, now we really, we, now we can fight. And he said, yes, we can fight. We can fight, we can fight against our anger. So that's the deal. You know, <clears throat> we wanted, we, we wanted, Let's give ourselves a break and say we want to do good in the world. We'd like to make it a better place to live. At least two minutes a day uh, when we think about it. But we're not capable of not reacting. And every reaction creates another reaction. Plain and simple. We want to do good, but we don't know how really to do We don't even know what that means ultimately. 
right now we can't get through the day without getting angry at someone or turning away from someone or hurting someone or not giving someone what they want. How are we going to change the world when we can't change ourselves? Not to say that you don't do whatever you can do or whatever you want to do and whatever you need to do to make it your life better and the lives of other people better. But you have to deal with reality, which is that we, don't, we can't even deal with our own shit. How are we going to deal with anybody else's? But that's why we're doing practice, I think. That's why I'm doing practice. To become a better person, a better human being. And that means less reactive, less a slave to my own negative emotions. That's, that's, and it's a long haul. But, uh, and, you know, you know, I'll tell you this, but I don't know if you're, what you'll think about it, but back when Maharaji was in the body, somebody came to him, and there was all kinds of terrible things going on. And this guy said, oh, Baba, wouldn't it be great if there was a great king of the world, like Janaka? You know, in the old days, Sita's father in the old days was King Janaka, who was not only a king, but he was an enlightened being. He was called a Raja Rishi, a saint king. And he ran his kingdom in a great way. So, so this guy said, oh, wouldn't it be great if there was a king like Janaka? And Maharaji said, there's a king much greater than Janaka. So we don't see the whole picture, not by any means whatsoever. We see our own limited little version of it. And even within that, we have a hard time creating or allowing for goodness to arise. So all we can do is the best we can do. Everybody was already doing that, by the way. You're doing the best you can do. I'm doing the best I can do. may not be very effective, but it's the best we can do. And that can be better. And then that's the best you can do. It's tough stuff. Because if you do any action, the key to any action is your motivation. Ten people can do the same thing and have ten different results from the same action based on what they were really feeling inside. They could have been unconscious of what their real motivation was. For instance, coming to visit a saint. In India, many people come to see saints. And in the old days, especially, they weren't doctors. So whenever a yogi was around, people might have believed that that yogi had powers to cure, cure people's problems or give them, help them get jobs. You know, they have Siddhi's powers. So they would come to the saint for that. But very few people would come to a saint out of love only. And if they, when they did, that's what they would get. So it's interesting. And uh, Maharaji said, Dada, like I told you, was one really Maharaji's wonderfully great devotees. And uh, Maharaji would be seeing people all day, and Dada would be busy, and he'd come into the room, and he'd see that Maharaji had been sitting there for like six hours, people coming and going, and nobody gave him a break to pee, you know? So he'd get, you know, Everybody get out, get out. And then he would take Maharaji to pee. And Maharaji said, Dada, Dada, 
people come here out of their own desires. Nobody really comes for me. Interesting, huh? Very interesting. Motivation is the whole thing. The secret agenda we have inside that we're not even aware of most of the time. And as we become aware of those agendas, then we can let go of them. Then we can work with them and see them and clean it up. But if we're not aware, what do we do? We just keep bouncing off of each other all the time. Oh boy, okay, come on. Uh, was there anybody else with a question? Who do you follow in sports? Huh? So you talked about what you've, um, uh, you look at the sports space, so who do you follow in sports? I don't know if I'm going to tell you. I have my secrets. It certainly ain't the Hawks. Hey, look, I'm born in New York. I got the Knicks, you know, it's like a disease. But I can't get away from it. Yes, ma'am. Krishna Das. Yeah. I want to offer my salutations to you from the bottom of my heart and uh, for being my own hero for the last one year. I just got back from Kainchi Dam. I've been to all the different ashrams in India ever since I was in college days. Came to this country about a quarter of a century ago. I listened to your bhajans, kirtans, I think a year back, and I heard your Google talk. It's easier for me coming from a tradition of the Hindu religion, and, but it took me, you, to understand the significance of the ecstasy that you offer yourself, that you're doing nowadays around the world through your singing. And when I listen to your Hanuman Chalisa and all the different kirtans, I genuinely feel the grace of your guru. And the love that I experience when I listen to your bhajans, the kirtans, the Hanuman Chalisa, at least so far, I have not found it any of the rendering of anybody else. That shows the grace of the Guru. And you make a lot of difference to a lot of people. And sometimes I don't think even you realize the power you have. And all I can tell the people over here is, when I was at Kainchidam, I had a gentleman, Colin, who's from Colorado, who's 30 years. Both of us had miracles happening. And I can't attribute to anything. And I just want everyone to know 
the glimpses of the love you're talking about with Maharaji. And I get it, being with you too. I just want to let everybody know that love is all we all need. Nothing else matters in this life. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Your check's in the mail. <laughs> Next question. All right, so this one's where uh, this where one's hot on this side. Okay. Yeah, come to this mic. You can sit down. It's okay. The mic, Give her the mic because she's a very important person. A VIP. Thank you. Um, hey, everybody. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. Also, was I um, here? I guess I was. Well, in Atlanta, okay. visiting us mm -hmm. on, on behalf mm -hmm. of everyone. Uh, same thing. Um, I just had a quick question about if you are um, a seeker and you, whether you're looking or you've been waiting for a guru or a teacher, um, can you share what that process is? I, I'm, I don't even know if that is really a question. I don't really know how to frame this because I, I'm sure there's a lot of us out here that are in that place, mm -hmm. but we don't really know exactly maybe what to look for mm -hmm. or how to even look for it or maybe even, I don't, I don't know how to ask. Mm. What the, I'm trying to frame the words, but. Mm -hmm. So are you you're talking like, I mean, about how to look for a, a, a teacher and a, a person or just what to look for in life and stuff like that? A teacher and a person, and that's if that's even necessary, because part of me feels like um, we are our teacher. You know, life experience is our teacher. Uh -huh. And I agree that it's not in a person per se, but there are people around us and experiences that we, or things that we experience that mm -hmm. teach us yeah. if we're paying attention. I think it's more about being open and being aware and listening. Okay, but that takes some practice. And so we need to learn some uh, methods. We need to kind of expose ourselves to the path and, and learn about different methodology, like she was talking about her uh, spiritual tech, technology, whatever it was. We need to explore our minds and our hearts. And those technologies, those methods, are that's what they're for. It's not possible to pick yourself up like this, you know. But I'm talking about beyond that. Beyond? Beyond that, like, because some, when someone asked some questions earlier about this subject, mm -hmm. you said that the teacher will find you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a guru finds you. Teachers you can look for because well, guru, te I should say guru. teachers are are, are are advertising. You know, <laughs> so you, you can find them pretty easily and see if it works for you. Gurus don't advertise. I'm sorry. Real gurus don't advertise. They come to you if if it's you understand that an enlightened being. A real guru has no agenda of their own whatsoever. 
The only reason they're here is because we are suffering. So, if they're here for that reason, and you're suffering, if it was the best thing for you, you would meet that person in a body. If that was what was you needed at this point in your life, or lives, to meet someone like that, and that was what was going to work for you, that's what would be happening. If it's not the thing that's going to work for you, why, why even long for it? It doesn't work like that. So to, to want to be looking for that, I'm not saying you're doing this, but if to look for that and you wind up short-circuiting your own, your own heart, because what you, you have to find, you have to, we have to learn how to trust our own hearts, how to trust our own intuition, how to respect and be aware of our own feelings and the, multi, the different feelings we have about so many different things to sort out what's really important to us. That's what life teaches us. And if at some point we're, we're, it would help us to meet somebody like that in a body, the body will show up. You know, Maharaji used to tell stories about other Babas. Oh, there was a Baba who lived in that place. He was a good Baba. He did these things. And, you know, there was a Baba who lived there. So after he left the body, Siddhima and some other people got in cars and they drove around to some of these places. And they get to the place and they find out that Baba had just left the body. And then they said, well, what was he like? And they described Maharaji perfectly. And then they go to the other place. And they said, we're looking for this Baba. Oh, he just left the body. And what was he like? Oh, and they described Maharaji perfectly. So these beings can do anything. If it was right, if it was what was best for us, they'd be sitting in our lap, or we in theirs. So you have to take responsibility for your life in a joyful way and say, this is what I got. This is what's supposed to be here. Let me deal with this. Let me find out what this is. You can't be waiting around for somebody to hit you on the head. It doesn't work like that. You I know. do agree with the not, don't wait. Yeah, don't do. wait. And that's why I'm posing this question because mm -hmm. it, I feel like there are a lot of people out there that are waiting mm -hmm. for something or someone. And I don't think it's about that. I think it is about, you know, mm -hmm. taking what you are being in the presence of mm -hmm. and learning from <clears throat> that itself. That's true. Very true. But I'm waiting. I know he's going to come back. He didn't go anywhere. Once they put me away, he'll show up. So, yeah. You know, the guru, the issue of a guru is very, it's a big story. And, but Westerners, everybody, we, we subtly want someone to do it for us. And whether you have a guru or don't have a guru, nobody's going to do it for us. We have to do it for ourselves. So that's the deal. Nobody can chant for you. Nobody can make you uh, pay attention. We have to do that. Maharaji never told us what to do. He never told me to go out and sing with people. If he had told me, I might have done it. And then I would have probably not done it. And I would have had a whole storyline about it. Ah, he told me to do it. I don't want to do it. It's not working. Why is it? I, had, I didn't start singing with people until... I had to, because I was up to here in the water. And if I, singing keeps me here, 
If I don't sing, I drown. So I keep singing and I can breathe. That's the deal. I have to sing. I'm not doing this because I like it or I want to. I have to. I do like it. But I have to. This is what I do to keep me where I need to be, according to my own miserable lights. So when your life gets like that, it gets easy. You learn to follow your heart. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Trust, learning to listen and trust your own heart. And that's not easy. But it doesn't matter because God is real. The song is God is real and you're not. <laughs> not. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by the Kirtan Mala Foundation. Krishnadas is renowned for leading Kirtan, the spiritual practice of chanting, and workshops around the world. For more information about him, including upcoming events, please visit krishnadas.com. K-R-I-S-H-N-A-D-A-S.com. We also invite you to visit kirtanwalafoundation.org. K-I-R-T-A-N-W-A-L-L-A-H foundation.org. Here you will find more offerings dedicated to spreading the teachings of Neem Karoli Baba. Love everyone, serve everyone. Remember God. Ram Ram.